0: Welcome to this week's edition of the Sports Block podcast. Getting a little bit of a late start on it, but that's because we have so much stuff going on here at the Summit League tournament. Travis uh, Krynz, my good friend, co-host or uh, sports director, uh, co-host of this podcast, uh, sports director at KRN Radio and Mitchell, is driving back and forth from Mitchell to Sioux Falls because the Mitchell girls pulled off an upset last week against Brandon or in the state tournament. So, uh, Travis, it's a, a busy week for you, right?
1: Very busy. <laughs> Very busy next week. Got to go to Rapid City for the boys, so that'll be probably less busy because I won't have to drive back and forth every day. Mm-hmm. So last two weeks have been extremely busy, and we have two more weeks to go. and then we're done, and then it'll be nice to have to do anything for a while. Yeah,
0: well, it, it. I think we talked last year about this, or was it two years ago? Was it two years ago that no, in in Rapid City where. Or, was the boys in Rapid last year too? I two years ago. Two years, because I think you and Marcus or whatever like were there together, and you watched some of March Madness and whatnot, and it was just nice because it's an hour you know behind, so it's uh, or an hour ahead. Regardless, it's 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 a lot better to watch in the Mountain Time Zone than it is uh, certainly in the East and and possibly the Central as well.
1: Like, the mountain time zone seems to be the best time zone for sports. It has the fewest
2: people in it. Mm-hmm. But, you no, know, NFL would be 11 o'clock, and a lot of things start at 10 a.m.,
1: 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, things are pretty much done here by 11 o'clock at the latest. So, yeah, it is, you feel like uh, Pacific time is a bit too early, mm-hmm. and Eastern is way too late. Central's all right, but... Yeah, mountain time is where it's at for uh, for sports.
0: Yeah, it's like Central and Mountain are in the sweet spot there, but I think the mountain might be a little sweeter. Uh, Before we get into all the sports that are going on here right now, uh, uh, update on the car. You got it back, right?
1: Got it back. AutoZone. They said it was going to be here on a Wednesday. It got here on a Monday.
0: Good. Two
1: two days earlier, so I picked it up. Uh, This little computer module deal. Picked it up and gave it to the, uh, to, the, to the guy about 5.30 on Monday, right before they closed. And for the first time in the entire interaction, they actually called me. Oh, hey oh. there. So it was done. I assume they wanted paid or something. Uh, so they called me at 2.30 the next day, saying it is done. So literally two weeks to the day, in which it was in there. So working good. It's it's working. So.
0: Excellent. That is what. Yeah, that'll do that is excellent. That is what we like to hear. Uh, very good. So, a lot to get to here. Mainly college basketball focused. Um, but, uh, World Baseball Classic going on right now in Japan. What's your level of intrigue for this?
1: A little bit. It's not on. Uh, I don't have MLB Network anymore because YouTube TV took it off. That sucks. Yeah, so. But the, these games are on FS1, they're on Big Fox, so a lot of these are going to be on there. Um, I don't know, probably when, they, when they probably get to the Final Four here, semifinals, finals I'll probably watch some of them. I, I just haven't watched anything about anything, just games every night, busy mm-hmm. with all this stuff. So, uh, Japan's got a good team, Dominican Republic's got a good team, USA is solid, so... I say those here I uh, like the Dominican Republic team, so we'll see what what happens. Seems like the players are excited for it, so that's
0: good. Yeah, so. I saw Shohei Otani pitched what four innings against China, got a, a couple of, or got a hit or two and drove in a couple of runs. So he's uh, up to his yeah. uh, usual stuff. So that's interesting there. Um, so yeah, the B- World Baseball Classic going on there. Um, NFL news quickly. Uh, We have franchise tags that are happening. Free agency starts on Sunday. Uh, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones got paid big time by the Giants. Uh, The Vikings released Eric Kendricks. Saquon Barkley got franchise tag. Lamar Jackson is dumb because he doesn't have an agent and he's kind of getting colluded against now in the NFL. What, uh, anything of note stand out to you from those or anything else?
2: Like the
1: Lamar Jackson thing. It's like... Why isn't he being signed? Yeah. Like, his, his first year, his rookie year, he was the MVP here. His first full year as a starter. And he's never had a year quite like that before. And he's gotten injured on and off. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's really peaking at the right time here. And maybe maybe that first year for him is the best he'll ever be. Um, just kind of seeing some stuff. Like, a lot of teams were
0: in on Deshaun Watson, but they don't want to be in on Lamar Jackson. It doesn't make sense in that regard.
1: (laughs) So that's unfortunate. I'm sure he'll get, you know, what, 30 million or whatever, 35 million from the Ravens. We'll do this thing again next year. Um, Yeah, like, not having an agent. Stupid. I feel like... I feel like it's... To have an 8 out I feel like it's unnecessary. It's like, all right, I'm a Jackson. so I'm pretty good. Here's what I'm looking for, five, six, seven-year deal, whatever I'm looking for, for 200-whatever million. And it's like, give it to me or not. Like, what are we negotiating? I know what I'm worth. The NFL is gonna, it's just a terrible organization. So if the owners don't want to pay them, they're not. So. There's just
0: there are so many layers to the Lamar Jackson deal I mean one we, we you know they tried to negotiate last year they didn't get a deal done now I don't know if some of that is Lamar's stance versus the teams I think there was a report that they were willing to offer like some hundred 160 hundred ninety million dollars guaranteed somewhere in that vicinity I believe um and he he declined on that Uh and who knows if that would have changed at all if he had an agent who would maybe have you know some of, some more of the nuances of you know the contract negotiating and and dealing with the team, the teams and whatnot, uh, and then he gets the non-exclusive franchise tag placed on him on Tuesday, which different from the franchise tag where I mean you don't get to talk to any team that, you either sign or you you just don't play. Here Lamar gets to talk to any teams. That he wants to, or that want to talk to him, but he has to wait until Wednesday. The legal tampering period, I think, opens on Monday, um, or Sunday. He can't. He has to wait until Wednesday. And if he sign, if um, if he signs with another team, that team has to give up two first round picks to the Ravens. If not, he comes back to the Ravens for thirty two point one million. And then you get these. Reports coming out that you know certain teams aren't interested. The Falcons aren't interested. Well, oh yeah, because Desmond Ritter is is your uh, saving grace down there in the ATL. Yeah, give me a break. Miami's not interested. Why? Be- maybe because they're going to get Tom Brady out of retirement. Is Tua really that guy? No. Uh, it's just you get all these teams who, a- as you mentioned, Deshaun Watson teams were like clamoring to get to him. Atlanta, Cleveland, um, Carolina. Uh, New Orleans, maybe it, it, you have so many teams that wanted Deshaun, and now these, you you get another guy, probably a, a better character guy, a better f- football player, and you're saying now nah, we're good. That doesn't that doesn't smell right. It it just it it feels wrong. And then just to add to it, uh, last year when Deshaun Watson got his 230 million dollar guaranteed, it pissed off a lot of owners. Probably every owner they were upset with what uh, the Haslam's did that kind of reset the quarterback market as, you know, prime example, look what, uh, you know, Daniel Jones got four year, 160 million. That's ludicrous for him. Absolutely ludicrous. But one of the first owners to publicly say anything against it was Steve Basciotti, who is the owner of the Ravens. And he said, no, that's not right. So is this, you know, a part of that, like, hey, I, I said this last year, so I have to take a hard stance toward this. I can't pay this much guaranteed after what just happened last year. I don't know. You know, Lamar has gotten injured each of the last two years, so there's so many layers to this. It's like to this story, uh, to this saga. It's like an onion. I mean, you just peel back all of these different layers, and there's just something different here that you can take uh, when examining this whole situation.
1: Yeah, the NFL is just dirty all over. It is, this is one of my favorite seasons when guys get cut after signing contracts for next year. Mm -hmm. I had had an Excel file somewhere about, this guy signed this deal, and here's how much of that money he actually received. You can add uh, Bobby Wagner to that list. A five-year, $60 million deal, $50 million deal, he's there for one year. Mm -hmm. Released. It's just nothing. That Darius Smith wants his release for some reason. Uh, we, we can probably keep him for twelve million. Get rid of Kendricks. Get rid of Thielen. That should make a big chunk of the difference here. So
0: apparently, a team has offered uh, uh has offered the Vikings a trade for Dalvin Cook. Um, don't know if that'll Hopefully happen.
1: We'll get a uh, we get a third round pick there
0: the The yep. compensation that was kind of leaked, or at least what's kind of being said on Twitter, was it was a fifth round pick. I would say.
1: Well, I mean, what a fucking joke. Yeah. A, I mean,
0: yep. I mean, he's making he's making a lot of money, but that's just what he's worth.
1: Mm-hmm. He's not bad.
0: Yep. I wish Thielen, sense. I wish Thielen would stay. I think if he was open to restructuring, and maybe that's still a possibility. Uh, you know, do a one-year, eight million dollar deal. He certainly, I think he knows he's not worth the twenty million now. Um, so it's it's unfortunate, but yeah, it looks like he's gonna go. Eric Kendricks. was he's one of the best Viking linebackers of all time. Uh, I, th- I think that uh, kind of goes without saying. But you know, they they couldn't keep him for the price. He didn't look great in the three four. And if Brian Flores is gonna keep this three four look. Kendricks was an obvious choice to to cut to save some money against the cap.
1: I just all these guys sign these contracts and they're either cut or a couple years later, it's like you know what? Let's uh, let's give you less money or we're gonna cut you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, I think Rob Smith on Twitter said that you know these other sports they don't have guaranteed deep contracts. Like, yeah, they do, because yeah. you know, well, Albert Pujols can be terrible, and he'll get whatever he signed 10 years ago. He's going to get all of that. Mm-hmm. And Miguel Cabrera, Miguel Cabrera's going to get all of what he signed. And all these guys that signed these crazy baseball contracts a couple months ago, yep. they're going to get all that money for the next 10 to 13 years. So they are guaranteed NFL isn't. It's just, so well, there are going to be a bunch of free agent signings next week. And like, I don't care, because they're not... And people go nuts and say, "Oh, this guy's this, this guy's that." It's like none of it matters because they can all get cut the very next next year with really no no ramifications. So right. uh, the other uh, hopefully, uh, Kirk Cousins. Hopefully, this is his last year. Yep. Like we don't want to restructure. We don't want to add another year. You bite the bullet. You pay him whatever we've got on the books for next year, and then. We, maybe we resign sign him, or we get somebody else. We we get some finality to this. Um, mm-hmm. All right, let's give us some options. So, maybe well, the- Kirk Cousins can sign somewhere else. Maybe he wants to sign back here. We'll see what happens, but hopefully that's, that's an option for next year.
0: I, I know it's not going to happen, but I would be really intrigued by Anthony Richardson getting to the Vikings, having a year, maybe two, to learn behind Kirk Cousins, if that was the route that they went, I think that would be really cool. I mean he put on a performance like none other at the Combine. We'll talk with Jeff Lloyd um the second from the Lock Eye podcast I, later uh to react to the Combine. Um but I, I I would
1: say Anthony Richardson is my guy this year as far as a bust. of um, that yep. would not take him at all.
0: I certainly see. I yes. Is it because of the accuracy?
1: Yes. Okay. Oh, he's a great, uh, great. He's a great driver. Mm-hmm. He can't see the road though. It's again all these things we always talk about. Yep. They show him. Oh, he threw it seventy yards. Cool. That's why what Florida was seven and six this year fifty-three percent completion. Oh, he's what an athlete and he can run. Great. Yep. He can be Justin Fields. He can be a running back. <laughs> like, oh, he's a. Oh, we'll fix him. Okay. So. I do. Him and Will, Will Levis. Yeah. Be big and tall. And, like, I don't know. It sucks. Bryce Young, tiny guy. He'll be the first pick to some team. I think he'll be fine. C.
2: All
1: these other quarterbacks.
0: CJ Stroud looked really good. Um, I, really, I think Jake Hainer, or Heiner or Heiner from Fresno State's good. That's the guy I'd, I'd like to see the Vikings get. Um, I, will I think
1: this is going to be a terrible quarterback class.
0: Really? Oh, I think it'll be good.
1: I like Bryce Young, and I don't even know how good he's going to be. I think Will Levis is going to be awful. I think C.J. Stroud is going to be terrible. Really? I think okay. think going to be terrible. And they're all going to go in the top five or ten. Mm-hmm. They're going to go to the fucking Panthers. They're going to the, go to the Texans. They're going to go to all these terrible teams. Like, they, these teams suck. Like, what are they going to do? What 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 what? Forgot, what the hell would Anthony Richardson do with the Panthers? Well, what would yeah, anybody I, do with the Carolina Panthers? What would anybody do with the Houston Texans?
0: Well, see, I think Anthony Richardson needs to go to a team like the Vikings, or really the more realistic options are Seattle and Detroit who have multiple first-round picks, who have stable quarterbacks. Uh, Geno Smith just signed a three-year extension with the Seahawks. The Lions have Jared Goff. And you just let Richardson wait and learn. I think that is that is the um, ideal situation. Richardson can't go in right away and start week one. He can't. That's, that's such a detriment to him and his... Uh, you know, his career trajectory, if, if they're throwing him in. you got to go into a situation where you have at least a year to sit back, watch, and learn.
1: And he's a guy that's, yeah, that is or has already skyrocketed up, mm-hmm. up the boards here, and it just doesn't do anything for me. Like, how... I go to his page here. Why Todd McShay thinks Anthony Richardson could be a special talent?
0: Well, Todd McShay was right on Jalen Carter. It appears so. But what's
1: what's, what's his opinion on him?
0: Oh, he said there are character issues or potential character flaws. This was back in. What did that about somebody? Who was? Who Jalen Carter? Todd McShay did.
1: Maybe Kayvon Thibodeau. He said it about somebody a couple years ago.
0: Well, he I do. He nailed it with Jalen Carter. It appears
1: the last game that Anthony Richardson ever played uh, against Florida State, he was nine of twenty-seven. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah,
0: not great.
1: I can't. can't. Yeah. I mean, South Carolina. They won thirty-eight to six. He was eleven of twenty-three for hundred yards. Like I'm sorry. No. Missouri he was eight of fourteen for sixty-six. Like I just absolutely not. Just said
0: fuck. Well, how about this quarterback news? It appears that the Jets are almost about to land the plane that gets this trade with Green Bay done for Aaron Rodgers. I I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I don't understand. I, I think he's going to get eaten up alive by the New York media. I don't think Aaron Rodgers to the Jets makes them a Super Bowl contender. It makes them a playoff team, but not a Super Bowl contender. Not even close.
1: If Aaron Rodgers plays like he usually plays, then I think it does. That's. I mean, is he any good anymore? That's the big question. Was it his dumb hmm If he is 80% of what he used to be, they should win that division. This will be the best defense he's ever had. Yep. Uh, they're all. They're. I mean, the offense. They can put in random Mike White and and do fine.
0: But what are they going to have to give up to yeah. get? I mean, they likely will have to give up some players. So I mean, I doubt Sauce Gardner is going to be part of that deal. But yeah. you know, is it Quinnen Williams or is there? What? Who are you going to have to give up? Uh, to to get Aaron Rodgers? So. Yes, you're. it's going to be a net positive at the quarterback position. You're still going to have a really good defense, but w- what else are you going to have to give up? And what's the salary cap look like? Because um, Rodgers has a big salary cap number. Is he going to restructure? I'm sure
2: yeah.
0: he will.
1: What, he's do $60 million. Like He ain't going to make that. So they'll come up with some. Again, with, with the contracts, it's, it's just monopoly money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I'll take thirty million. I feel like he wanted to be the highest-paid quarterback last year, and he was to prove a point or something. And now, we're like, well, let's maybe make this make this like forty million. You know, is it a first-round pick? Is it uh, yeah, another player? But uh, you know their offense—they got Garrett Wilson, they got some receivers, uh, running back with Brees Hall if he doesn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. So, this is a team that almost made the playoffs
2: last year with, literally without a competent quarterback.
0: Yeah.
1: So, if you get somebody in there that's above average, like, they should be, they should be pretty good. So, and then they say Super Bowl contender with with the guy that's made exactly one of them ever. Yep. So, I I think they'll be good. I think you could win a playoff game or 2 be intriguing, but... Yeah, if you're the Jets, you may as well. You haven't been good in a long time. Your quarterbacks have... They're another team like the Bears. Like, when when the hell have the Jets ever had a good quarterback?
0: Yeah, Joe Namath.
1: And that's, yeah, that's a, a while back.
0: Back when they and won he, their only Super Bowl.
1: Right. <laughs> for, for, his, for his time, he was good. And you look at his numbers now, and you're like... Right. Oh, he, had more, he had more interceptions than touchdowns.
0: Right. A completely different era. Um, yeah, but back there, oh, yeah. That's
1: pretty easy. He threw for three thousand yards.
0: Oh mm-hmm. well,
1: great. So if I'm them, I do it. Why, well, I mean, what else do you have? You're gonna get Jimmy Garoppolo. Go, I mean, go for it. You got you you drafted outstanding last year. Mm-hmm. Sauce Gardner, boom, you hit on him. Yep. Garrett Wilson, you got him. You got you got Brees three, three, three or four excellent picks. Mm-hmm. We could not have picked anybody any better. Yep. So you're like, all right, let's go. Uh, you feel like the time is now to, to get something going, and hopefully he hates it there and comes to the Vikings next year. We'll take that. Yep. That's the only way this thing can end. So, uh, yeah, let's get let's get Aaron Rodgers moving to uh, to New York.
0: Yeah, we'll see how that all transpires, and and you know what? Maybe Rodgers just decides to flat out retire and, and nix a trade. I don't know. I I don't know how this is. It seems though, like there's certainly, according to reports, a lot of momentum towards getting this trade done. So we'll see if that happens, and we'll we'll talk about it here in a couple weeks. Because next week's our best show of the year. It's the best podcast we do every year. It's our bracket breakdown. We talk. We break down all. We react to Selection Sunday. We react to the bracket. We pick each game. We give you nuggets. Uh, we'll, it it's our it's our best podcast, no doubt. And so that is, unless there's anything else that we need to get to before we enter the college basketball world, then we shall jump right in there. Let's start with the Summit League. Um, tons of upset uh, upsets on the women's side. Uh, the championship game for SDSU, very boring. I, maybe, I would have actually liked a little bit of a closer game, but I like also not having my heart race, uh, thinking that they might... Lose it was. It was nice to just see them cruise to victory. Um, I give a lot of kudos to Kansas City for pulling off two upsets with seven players. That was great. Uh, North Dakota State definitely not there yet. UND not there yet. Uh, Omaha surprisingly enough has been in the championship game two of the last three years. I was stunned when I heard that. It just <laughs> it it makes you kind of remember then that you know maybe this league isn't it, it's getting better I will say I think this tournament helped the Summit League by seeing that there are some teams that can go in and compete with not not South Dakota State this is a whole different level but it's just there 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 are some teams that like that, that uh, Kansas City their their head coach used to be an assistant at Texas She's, I think, making her a big imprint on this team already. Omaha certainly looks like they've gotten better uh, than they were last year or even a couple years ago. So I'm hoping that that we see an uptick here in how the Summit League uh, performs next year.
1: I feel like if you have a 6-seed and a 10-seed make your semifinals, I mean, your conference is awful. Or the two th- the two seeds and three seeds to lose like they did to the team that they did. Like this was an awful conference. And what was USD the four seed and they lost? Yep. Yep to the five seed,
0: none, Roberts. Yep.
1: None of the top four seeds won except STSU. Yeah. What is just awful. Garbage. Terrible. Awful. That um, a ten seed could win twice.
0: With seven players. I forgot Missy Cullen wasn't the head coach at Oral Roberts oh anymore. Missy Cullen, not Missy Cullen, yeah. Yeah, not Cullen. This was an embarrassment
1: for, for SDSU. I mean, Christ, this was. Oof. It's
0: difficult. Yeah, it, it's difficult to get a read on just how good SDSU was in this tournament, given the level of competition. But I gotta tell you, if Haley Timmer can uh, knock down those shots like she was doing in the championship game, and I mean, she was the MVP of the Summit League tournament, that you would oh. think that would have maybe gone to like a Maya Sellen. But Maya was off with her three-point shooting pretty much the whole tournament. Uh, Paige Meyer was great, uh, but it was really Haley Timmer that I thought was, that was the the star of the show, and she rightfully so got the MVP. Oh,
1: yeah, this is a Sweet 16 type team mm-hmm. because. They weren't healthy at the beginning of the year. They didn't have Paige Meyer. Uh, They weren't quite back full strength. Mm -hmm. And the teams they lost to were not bad teams. They had five losses. One was to UCLA. Mm -hmm. Washington State was a loss, and they ended up beating UCLA in the Pac-12 title game. So they had five losses. One was to South Carolina. Yeah. So they just... God, just such a awful! This is this has to be the worst this conference has ever been, with no clear-cut number
0: two team and bad. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would I would call it the worst
2: summer league tournament ever,
1: especially on the women's side.
0: I I liked it for the upsets, and I do think like, and I agree with you. The state of it right now isn't good, but I think if you want oh. to look at. The, the potential of the future I do think there's a good foundation there at in Kansas City and in Omaha hopefully that um that gets some things going USD is not going to be this awful here moving forward right and honestly what what hovers over all of this is until either AJ makes a decision or until Minnesota fills their vacant head coaching position like that that could determine a lot of what happens in the Summit League moving forward. I mean, South Dakota State's going to still be really good, but without A.J., that's... I I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, he's not going to win. I hope not.
1: This is the one job I think he'd lead for and he said no. And they're... What, they always hire women?
0: Yep. Yeah, they've never hired a male head coach, which is one of the things that people have have looked at when, when talking about it.
1: Usually, it's the other way around where it's like, oh, we, we can't get women jobs. and like, well, just, just hire the best person. It's like, Lindsey Whalen didn't work out. I think it's not about my mind. Aaron Johnson would do great and is the best person for the job, and nobody else that would even be under consideration has his resume or has done what he's done or has won as many NCAA tournaments or has been as many or has won as many games as he has. Like, it's an easy decision of saying who should be the next coach. Oh, it should be this guy from Brookings.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And if he turns you down, he say, all right, let's look for somebody else.
0: And, then, and that's just, the key. It's uh, like, I don't know if if Aaron Johnston would have the same level of success in Minnesota that he would at South Dakota State. He, he wouldn't. I mean, he's not going to win all these conference titles. Now, <clears throat> Could you maybe get a little deeper in the in the NCAA tournament? Not so much one and done. Absolutely, but you're playing on you know you know. Just look at how good the Big Ten was for the women this year. Indiana's going to be a one seed. Iowa might be a one seed. I mean, Caitlin Clark's fantastic. Ohio State really good. Michigan outstanding. Um, I mean, it's it's not so easy. I think to turn this a Minnesota program into a winner. And then, how long are they going to give him? I mean, is it going to be three or four years? I just stay with what you got because you're getting the best recruits. You're the arguably the best team in the entire you know four, five, six state uh, region. I mean, it, it's I I would hope he wouldn't, but it, money and a chance to come home—that's really all it boils down to, I think. Yeah, he, he's not going to leave. I the Big Twelve was.
2: Very good this year. But where, just take
1: SDSU, where would they rank in the Big 12 or in the Big 10? It'd be like the 7th or 8th
0: best team? Probably.
1: I was like, oh, there you go. Just just take the players you have now at South Dakota State, put them in the Big 10, and you'd go 18 and 11. Yeah. And I assume you'll get bigger recruits and better players by being with the Gophers, so, I think he'd do great, hopefully we we'll never find out how he would do,
0: so. Well, he, he was linked to the job, you know, the last time it was open too, right? Or, yeah. the time before that, you know, before Lindsey Whalen got it, I I hope he doesn't go, Marcus seems to think that he will go, if offered the job.
1: I think he said he's not going
0: anymore. Oh, it, it, did that come out, like, since the yeah. League tournament?
1: I was like some like tournament, they asked me. He's like, "No, and I said no. This isn't different than any other time." I don't. If offer the job, I I I'm sure that's a lot of money.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I don't. Like, he's kind of like, uh, it will surprise me. But I think he's kind of like Stiglmyer. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not leaving. When he was at Mike McFeely. Yeah. I don't know if he asked him or just wrote about it. He said. This is what he says after they beat St. Thomas. He says, every time a job has been opened, my name's been thrown around, so this time is no different. I think the only difference is social media is a little bit more prevalent, so really other than that, it's the same as any other time. I don't think he's leaving. I don't think they want offer of the a job either, because they're stupid.
0: Well, I, I hope not, but until it's a definitive no, until they hire someone, I think. We're going to be on edge a little bit here, and it also depends too on just how successful of a run SDSU has in certain, But look at the look at the team you have coming back. I mean, I, this uh, Mathewitz uh, gal, the freshman from Sleepy Eye. Like, how you, you're finding these great players? Like Paige Myers from Albany. Albany is 15 minutes away, 15 miles away from Saint Cloud. It's not a big town. I, I don't know who they they combine with for schools. Maybe Avon and stuff. But it's not a it's not a huge town. And they find these gals. They they find them in the cities. They find them all over. They get the best ones in South Dakota. They get these gals from Minnesota. I mean, they're finding some tremendous recruits. Um, I mean, I yeah I. Why would you? Maya Sullen comes from a town of
1: 150 people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's just nuts. Yeah, but yes, they're, they're out there. All you have
1: to do is open your eyes and say, hey, you're pretty good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I watched it, two weeks ago O'Gorman, Molly Abdouche. O'Gorman's a bigger school, of course, but we're mm-hmm. a, a bigger city. And Molly Abdouche is a junior. She's 5'8 and a point guard. I think she's going to be good. There's this Emily Fox. She plays for Alberta Plankington. She's pretty good. She's coming. Saw a girl today play for Jefferson. Her name is Jaden Young. She's coming. She's only a junior. She's at six feet tall. She's more of a defensive player, but I saw Hillary Barrons at Brandon Valley last week twice. I think she's going to be really good. So a couple from Sioux Falls, a couple from Brandon, a couple from these small A and B schools. Mm-hmm. So, you want to uh, be somebody
0: and do something. Go to SDSU. So yeah. Hey, I mean, this is. We'll we'll talk about them more next week when we know who they're playing, but this is arguably the deepest team that they have. Like, and it's it's so refreshing to see to know that you can't hone in on one specific player because anyone could have a big game at any time, and that's what we saw yeah. this. The, in this tournament, with with Haley Timmer, I mean she was on fire against Omaha. Yeah. Again, consider the competition, but it's still everyone's kind of focused on Minus Ellen. Okay, now we maybe have to, you know, pay a little bit more attention to Timmer. Right? Paige Meyer, you know, dishing dimes out. I mean, she's she, tremendous passing, and and this team just gets assists on like almost every bucket. So it, yeah, it's it's so good to see this team that this valuable offense and. I think as uh, Coach Johnson said, they're buying in on the defensive side now here yeah. late in the season, and that's going to make them a really dangerous team in the tournament.
1: I think they'll win their first matchup, no problem.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I want them to play LSU in the second round.
2: Oh, oh.
0: Yeah, I know why. We, we all know why. Stick it to Kim Mulkey.
1: Mm-hmm. Have LSU be a three seed. SDSU can be an 11. Beat the hell out of a six seed. I want, I want LSU. That's that's what I'm hoping for. We'll
2: see so. if
0: that see if that pans out. But congratulations to the Jackrabbits um, winning their tenth Summit League title, uh, and it'll be their eleventh trip to the Big Dance overall. On the men's side, anything else regarding the women's uh, side, the women's tournament that we need to get to?
1: No, it just went as you expected.
0: Well, the final resulted. I don't was, think a lot of people... It was the worst people... one ever because,
1: you know, SDSU, I think they you know, they kind of sweated out in these championship games, and they s- certainly didn't have to do that at all at any point this year.
0: This was not a good year for Summit League championship games on ESPN's uh, ESPN television because both games were blowouts. Um, on the men's side, uh, SDSU really sweated it out with uh, Omaha. I'd like to say that that game was brought to you by... Uh, uh, Habitat for Humanity, because they the house was built with all the bricks that were shot in that second half. Uh, it was terrible, but SDSU found a way to get by, and then they they get their doors blown off by North Dakota State, who had just the hottest shooting that you'd ever seen. And then they couldn't make Jack against Oral Roberts, which is a, which is frustrating. But at the same time, Oral Roberts clearly the best team in the conference. They showed it. Uh, Saint Thomas gave them all they could handle in the semis, but uh, Oral Roberts prevailed. Connor Vanover is a behemoth of an individual, seven foot five. He's great. Max Aves is good. This is a very deep Oral Roberts team, and I have no um, no issues saying I I it, it will take a lot for me to not pick them to the Sweet 16 this year.
1: In a sweet 16, they'll be a 12
0: seed we expect. I would say so. Yep. I mean, it depends on some of these upsets here, you know, in these various other tournaments, but I would say yeah, a likely a 12 seed. And I think right now the latest bracketology has them going against Iowa State.
1: Iowa State the bastards. Uh beat Baylor back to back. Uh-huh. And they got Kansas. Yeah, I, I will pick. I will not pick Iowa State. I don't give a goddamn if they're playing Queens in the first round. <laughs> I am not picking Iowa State to win a goddamn game. That is for
0: certain. I think we might have to pick UConn to win a game here in the tournament. They're looking really good right now.
1: In the area of these four or five seeds, they got Miami, Indiana, TCU, Virginia. You got Duke. You got Xavier. They might play one of those teams. So. Yeah, I mean
0: SDSU would have given them a better game, but Yep. Well, I think we can The SDSU would be in the would have been in the, the championship game and I think yes they would have given them a much better game than North Dakota State did. But we can blame USD for this. The end of that USD NDSU game was downright awful. I have no idea and I'm not even talking about the 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 dunk attempt that was blocked and it was a pretty clean block it was not a foul in my estimation um i'm talking about that turnover at half court like you had ndsu on the ropes you had him up you had him down by one you just got to run a little bit of timeout make your free throws you, you they were going to beat ndsu take him out uh, in the quarters and usd just crumbled beneath the pressure
1: yeah, that's what they usually
0: do. They're just not very good. It's just so frustrating because I'm like they would have given SDSU a game in the semis, but SDSU is better than USD. They would have won. I, I told you last week, you know, when I don't know what it what it is, but Coach Dave Richmond at NDSU, he just gets his team ready to play for Sioux Falls. They relish it. They they do so well down down there. Um, you know, they get to the championship game once again yes they get blown out but yeah when i was not feeling great about ndsu going into that game um on monday night
1: well really good i mean sdsu and ndsu they've almost been even up here the last 10 years
2: mm-hmm.
1: they've got a couple big tournament wins so they may even give them the edge but sdsu just had so many injuries they weren't very deep Matt Bowers was not good at all. Hopefully he gets better. He was not good at all.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Zeke Mayo was good. Not in William the tournament. William Kyle didn't show up for this tournament, so that's disappointing.
0: William Kyle didn't show up for the tournament. No.
1: So, Zeke Mayo leaves. Who are you bringing in? Because I, I don't know.
0: I don't think... You, you,
1: you, uh, I, you, need, another, you need another star. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that is William Kyle, and maybe you got some other guys that I don't
0: know about. I don't think but he leaves. This. I season. think he. Won. You think he will? Okay. I. I don't. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I think he's gonna come. I hope not. He seems to really like this team and like the group of guys. So I'm going to hope he's sticking around one more year. I mean NDSU is so young, and of course Grant Nelson picks up 22 boards, a Summit League tournament record against SDSU. Love, love seeing that. Uh, and then he was shut down by Oral Roberts, and really not even Connor Vanover. He just didn't have a good game.
1: Yeah, guys just didn't play well. It seems like they're, they're, the the women rise to the occasion, and the men just falter.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know what it is. It seems like the men can just never beat teams that they should comfortably. They always struggle. Mm-hmm. Could, could you beat fucking Omaha? Could you beat? Kansas City, could you beat the teams you should beat by 15 points? Mm-hmm. You've got a home-court advantage, but Christ, they just struggle so much. Even when they're huge favorites, it's such a struggle to get off the ground, so I, I don't know. The
0: big, the other big takeaway I have from the, from the tournament, and I tweeted this out because I was stunned by it. I did not know Marvin Menzies was the head coach at UMKC. I remember him at North at, at New Mexico State, you know, leading the team to the NCAA tournament. I remember him at uh, at UNLV for a for a while. Uh, yeah, did you say Menzi? Is that what you did there? No, I've, oh, I've okay. never heard of the guy. Really? Okay, I I have. I I had no idea that he had to get to you know to Kansas City to to maybe resurrect his coaching career. Um, I think Kansas City, with him now, I think they could be on the up and up. But uh, I, I, I was just stunned by that. Uh, but Oral Roberts, so dangerous. Such a dangerous team. Um, I think they'll have everyone's attention this year because of their run a couple years ago in Indianapolis oh, yeah. when they were a 15 seed. But they're more dangerous than they were two years ago. I mean, everyone can score.
1: Don't be like SDSU was last year. Everybody will pick Oral Roberts.
0: Except Oral Roberts will rise to the occasion and win.
1: Potentially. So attendance was down. I didn't see a single second of this tournament. I had no interest in this tournament. No, it's not like nobody cared about this thing. I don't know. You had two more games. And what was attendance where it was down 7,000 compared to last year? Yeah,
0: 7,000, 5,000 to 7,000, something like that. Well, okay, so you got to remember, you know, USD women bounced in the first round. USD men bounced in the first round so that South Dakota, the, you know, the USD contingent wasn't going to return. So that, I think, played a large part of the, you know, the reason for, the the lower crowds. Um, I mean, North Dakota State didn't bring anyone. I am just they don't support basketball at all, and it is shameful. I mean, it is just downright awful. Just the the lack of respect. I I can't believe Dave Richmond is still at NDSU. I would leave. In fact, if you know if Eric Henderson gets plucked from um, SDSU to go somewhere, not it's not going to happen this year. But you never know. No, I would take Dave Richmond. I would say, "Hey, Dave, what do you want? We'll we'll give it to you because if you want to be appreciated, you you're going to come to the right place cuz they don't appreciate yeah. you in Fargo. It's just it's a it's a fact.
1: Tim Miles.
0: Yes.
1: Coach of the year well, in the Mountain well, West. Be a goddamn coach of the year in the nation he should be. He's from South Dakota, former North Dakota State coach, former Nebraska coach, somehow gets Nebraska to the tournament. Mm -hmm. They decide to fire him. He goes to San Jose State. They are terrible. Yep. 20 wins in a second year, and they win a tournament game for the first time
0: ever. And they probably bounce Nevada off of the bubble. I don't think Nevada's getting in now.
1: No. Like, Tim Meyer, you look at the Gophers. Why is he not the guy? Uh, yeah. You look at any any Power 5 team. Like, what What else would this guy have to do?
0: I don't know. It's I, a great point. I,
1: you want to hire me? I, everywhere I go, teams get instantly better.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, come out of state to the NCAA tournament.
2: Yep. Left, got Nebraska to it two years later.
0: Where's Nebraska now? Losing the fucking Gophers in the... Uh, that was so funny. I watched that game. So I gotta tell you, I we we're doing a temporary pause. I think it's gonna be a permanent pause here on uh, on Dish. We we are with Hulu now, so we get Hulu, ESPN Plus, Disney Plus. So I just because I haven't been able to watch the Jackrabbits, I haven't been able to watch the Summit League tournament over the last few years because it's not on Dish. I I watched a ton of this tournament. Uh, I was very invested into it. Uh I'm able to watch I was able to watch big sky basketball and some of these other like I am all in with uh with Hulu Plus and um I owe Kelsey a, a slight apology. I was a little a little nervous about it, but it's 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 good. Um so I I watched a ton of the Summit League tournament. Um and so I, I don't remember where I was going with it. What were we just talking about here?
1: You to see, you uh, what, the Gophers. Oh, the, yeah. Yep. You got to see a lot
0: of games on ESPN Plus. Yes. Like, so. Yup, and, you know, I, you know, we get the Big Ten Network, and we had that with, with Dish, but I was so invested in this, you know, just watching this Gopher game last night, waiting for the Big Sky Championship to tip off, and it was insane, you know, Jake uh, Battle. Uh, you know, Lou, he follows out with nine minutes left, and somehow the Gophers prevail against Fred Hoiberg in Nebraska. I mean, just... It just warms my heart to, to see teams like that falter. Um, uh, so, yeah, but to your point about Tim Miles, I, I absolutely agree. I don't know how you can look at the job that – and I think some people were making fun of the fact that he was the was named the head, head coach of the conference or was the coach of the year in the Mountain West. I'm like, okay, we've seen San Diego State do this before. Boise State was fine, but I mean, they're still teetering on, like being a tournament team. Uh, Nevada, sure, but they're faltering. I mean, maybe Richard Patino had a chance with New Mexico early on, but they aren't even going to make the tournament. Who else would you want to give it to apart from this guy who has completely, as you said, turned the San Jose State basketball program around?
1: Mark, yeah, yeah, maybe they'll win another game in this tournament and. Maybe he'll go somewhere else. It's like, what? What more does he have to do? Agreed. Agreed. I Like you look at Aaron Johnson. It's like here, like you know, and maybe again, maybe he just doesn't want to leave, so he can't get him out of there. But you know, USD's had a couple coaches go elsewhere, and you know. I've always to... basketball. They're not, they're not
0: Well, and I, I, wonder too, just with USD, if if they kind of look at it as though we're never going to be able to get to that consistent level of SDSU getting to you know winning all these tournaments. we're going to win a tournament here or there but it's not going to be like the consistency that South Dakota State has we're not going to get the the statewide love that South Dakota State gets we're not going to get these recruits so they as soon as they have a good you're, you know, a good team. They bolt for another job. Amy Williams to Nebraska. Don Plitzowitz goes to West Virginia. She's, uh, I think, a candidate for the gopher job. Um, so that's something potentially to watch for. I, I do think it's the the sustained level of success that South Dakota State has that makes that perhaps makes the candidate or coaches at USD jump ship because they just know they won't be able to consistently. Win the Summit League.
1: Why does it look like TJ Otzelberger's polos are always one size too small?
0: He wants to show off his guns. His guns, Jesus Christ! Like get a shirt that fits you, dumb shit. Hey, that's That's, that's a tournament-bound Iowa State team. Your back-to-back years. Uh, Caleb so- Grill,
1: Caleb Grill, just boom out of town like that.
0: Yeah, he's the only. follows. This- follows
1: Follows the burger from from this coast to that coast, from Brookings to Vegas to to Ames, Iowa. Follows them wherever he can. Coming up on an NCAA tournament, he says, "You know what, kid? Get bent. You're off the team." Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure for something very egregious like uh, killing a guy with a gun. <laughs> I'm sure he did something
0: something really bad. I'm sure he. I'm sure he said something he shouldn't have. Something should I know that chip. Caleb Grill is doing dealing with some mental health issues, so that yeah. I could I think that contributed to his dismissal from the team. But yeah, it would oh we're we're all about standards. Okay. Well you have you have oh, higher standards oh, okay, than Alabama. What, what could he have possibly done? I don't know. I, I don't know. Mental health and then you've got uh, who's the guy from T?
1: Ment
0: uh, Oh yeah, no at James Madison.
1: He's a James Madison. I think he's doing fine. For all these guys that always leave, sometimes it works out. Certainly hasn't worked out for anybody at SDSU. Yep. Miller Shire goes to Creighton. Doing fine. I well, think he's in the NBA. I think that was kind of the goal to get to the NBA.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We got uh, Bill Jenkins, the junior over there at Purdue now, just wasted away, never plays.
0: Right in the coattails of Zach Eady.
1: Yeah. Walters, when Walters was here, that wasn't a thing yet. Dom could have left. He stayed. Good for Dom. Mm
2: hmm.
1: Like, you're leaving for what? What are you leaving for? A bigger stud. Like you're, you're not. You're, you're not that type level of a player. You're just not. Right. You could be the best player at South Dakota State ever, you be one of the great Summer League players ever. Mm hmm. Go to some other school, and he's like, yeah, he's just a guy.
0: Well, it's I mean, yeah,
1: he, 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 David Jenkins regrets his
0: decision now that he's done I would think so. I would hope so.
1: So I could have said to SDSU, done that, or I, I did what I did and just hopped to school, to school, to school, to school. And every time I, everywhere I went, I got progressively worse. Because well, I went to a, a bigger school every time. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Right. You want to be the, the fifth man off the bench at Purdue, or do you want to be some League Player of the Year?
0: And I get that um, it's it's a different different set of you know I don't know, circumstances or just where these programs are at. But it's not like the SDSU men are bad. They're one of the consistently good, if not great, programs in the Summit League, uh, year in and year out. Uh, they're consistently one of the best, and yet you have these guys transferring out. You don't get that with the U, with SDSU women. In fact, they're bringing some people in. I mean, didn't they get someone from St. John's a couple years ago? You now you get Drew Gilton coming from Utah. I mean, she, she's invaluable to this team with her passing and, and whatnot. She came back home to her home state after playing at Utah. I mean, went from Utah to South Dakota State. Like, that is... And she, arguably, she's in a better spot. I guess Utah is going to be a high seed in the NCAA tournament. So, it's, um, I mean, that's maybe not bad. But, you, you know, it's just SDSU women can get these transfers coming in. SDSU men get the transfers leaving. It kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, it, it sucks. But, maybe transfers, I don't know, is it worth it for some? Maybe. You take a shot, see what happens, but. It just
2: hasn't worked
0: out. Yeah, I think they're gonna have to corral the this this transfer portal kind okay. it, of. It's got it's getting really ridiculous, and we'll see what happens after the college basketball season is complete. Um, so, championship week, uh, we saw Southeast Missouri State win uh, beat Tennessee Tech, who was looking for their first trip to the Big Dance in sixty years. That unfortunately didn't happen for them. Uh, Drake wins. Uh, UNC Asheville wins. Nothing really of note there. Furman. Furman finally gets in. Good for the Paladins. Good for our. Uh, for, good for the Dins. Uh, we saw Gonzaga put on a performance like we've rarely seen from them this year against Saint Mary's. Uh, what has stood out to you so far from these uh, conference tournaments that are now complete?
1: I don't know. I haven't watched much.
0: Okay. Well, it's it's, it's understandable you are busy. Uh, We're with- getting to these big ones, and it's
1: like, you know, somebody's got to win these tournaments. You know, Virginia, Miami, Duke, and the ACC, I don't know. Kansas probably wins the Big 12 like they always do. UCLA's probably going to play Arizona.
0: That- Oh, oh, we have someone here, but oh, holy hell! Maybe not. Maybe I'm not gonna play here. Okay, who, who, who is this here? Who, who's, uh, who's coming to the podcast this week, Noah? Hulk. 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 Hulk.
1: Hulk Hogan.
0: No. No, I gotta the... get, get no way in on wrestling here. I need to remember. i to wrestling
3: some
0: Oh, okay. he's gotta ask you some questions. Alright, ask ask Travis some questions then.
2: Have you ever
3: seen a real superhero God?
0: A real superhero dad? God! Have, ever seen Have you ever God? seen a real superhero guy, apparently? God! No, God, no, no, what? I just said God? God? Oh, Okay, okay, okay. Have you ever seen Real them? Superhero God.
1: Uh I saw Randy Moss; he was really good. I saw Michael Jordan; he was really good. I would say those two uh, would be at the top of my list. Have you
3: ever seen a giraffe in a tree? They like doing that. It's in the tree. Uh,
0: do, do, you ever seen a giraffe in a tree?
1: In the tree, I think mean, they've been in the tree. They've been around the trees, eating off the tree. I, mean, I don't know how the hell they get up in the tree. Yeah, so well, I'm I think, all.
0: like, the neck is in the tree and whatnot. Yeah, I, I've seen that. What
1: the what like the, the, the,
3: the biggest tree they like. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Hulk is do, right. Do you, have
0: any, do you have anything else? Uh, who who do you like to win the ACC tournament?
3: you got to ask
0: Hulk. Hulk, who do you like to win the ACC tournament? The Hulk team! The Hulk team.
3: Ooh. Yeah, these are all my Hulk silence.
0: Who's winning the Pac-12 Hulk? Are the Ducks winning it? They're green like you.
3: No, the Hulk team. They're just over there fighting
0: them. Oh, well, whatever, whatever team the Hulk team is. What, what do we got? Uh, Pac-12 right now. Who, who do we got playing here? No one's playing right now. In the pack. Is he
1: doing a bracket hey, this okay, year? No. Well,
0: he will be doing a bracket. Probably not with uh, within our bracket challenge. Oh, a- goodness, uh- goodness. oh he, he will pick uh, based okay, on mascots.
1: Okay. Uh, I, I bring my
0: Have you ever seen He's a gone. big footprint like Hulk has? Hey, Noah.
3: Nope, hey. I'm not. Say hi to Melissa. Hi. Hey, Melissa, I've got questions
0: for you! Oh! I
1: don't know, make something up!
3: Have you ever seen a big toe like me? Uh,
0: yes,
4: he's, seen, he's probably toe?
0: seen my big toe. Uh, that's. Have you ever big toe like that? Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, hulk's. Yeah, Hulk's toe looks a little. little he's excited up. this week. Yeah. <laughs> Did I you never get Have you know?
3: ever seen the Viking Car Hulks?
0: Viking Car Hulks? What? Yep. No.
3: I call them that because Hulk calls them that because he's green.
0: Oh, okay. I would call him Packer Car Hulks then. <laughs> uh, yeah, but was there a question there for Melissa? Did you ask a question?
2: <laughs> okay, no question. got no question. No.
0: Okay. <gasps> Noah, do you, one more question here. Uh,
3: no, Hulk needs to ask the lot of No
0: Hulk. You can, Hulk can have two more questions.
3: No. Time I'm for two more.
0: Ask. <laughs>
3: How about Paul hey, more you five know, I four. Have you ever
0: seen a football oh,
3: no. guy?
0: Uh, have you ever seen a football guy? Yes, I've seen a football guy. Yes, yes he has.
3: Yes, have no, you no. ever seen the Hulk? The real Hulk?
0: Have you ever seen the real Hulk? No. no. Have you? Have you seen him? The real Hulk? Yeah. You have? Oh. Where?
3: <laughs> right there. <laughs>
0: That's not the <laughs> real
3: Hulk. Yes, it is. Oh, okay. He's our family.
0: No. Oh. Apparently, apparently we're related to the Hulk.
3: Hey, congratulations
0: to oh, the call. Oh,
3: you guys, I'm going to ask a lot of 20 questions. Like
0: 20 questions, oh, Lord.
3: Hey, hey, you don't say a Lord like okay, me. all right. Because otherwise, I'll look at you right now. Electric ball attack.
0: Okay, I'm going to get back to talking basketball here, Hulk, unless you have any other questions.
3: <laughs> have you ever seen Mickey Mouse show?
0: Have you ever seen the Mickey Mouse show? I guess. Not a lot, not a little. Sure. Have you, have, you, have, you, have you ever had the Mickey Mouse show? I like
2: third?
0: Daisy Duck the best. Daisy Yay. Duck? Oh, okay. Do you like Daisy Duck, Hulk?
2: It's a dress.
0: <laughs> no?
3: I only like Hulk. The real Hulk! Okay. I'm gonna press this computer. Thing. No,
0: you aren't. Oh. Don't touch that.
3: You gotta say it's a Hulk. Don't
0: touch that, Hulk. And whoever's controlling Hulk. Don't do that.
3: Beep. beep. We got I th- am. Dad, I am controlling.
0: Okay, can, you have one more oh. question. One more question aloud.
3: Hmm. Have you ever seen me that has. Green hair and big have muscles. I've never seen you.
0: He's got big muscles. He's, he does have big muscles. Have you ever seen him with big muscles? No, or Hulk. Uh, Noah or Hulk. Which one has? Who are you asking about the muscles? Hulk. Hulk. You ever seen Hulk's no. muscles? No. I no. think you've seen Hulk Hogan's muscles. I have.
3: I think if if
0: Hulk Hogan covered himself in green paint, we could just call him the Hulk. He would look like it. He should. Should not. Okay. Good. Good questions. Great questions. Thanks, bud. (laughs) Alright. Thank you, Noah. (laughs) See you later. Alright. You gone. Alright, Melissa, you asked, I think, a couple questions, and I I couldn't hear over uh, Noah's loudness. What? uh, you, You didn't have anything?
1: I'm,
2: yeah, just
0: it I'm just making stuff up. Mom. Yeah, no. All right. Yeah, not a Okay. Will you be filling out a bracket this year?
1: Yeah, I
0: don't see why not. All right. Very good. Who's your favorite right now to, to win it all?
1: To be decided. All right. Kansas are looking again. I hate it. You, know, you could pick or or can pick Kansas State. Kansas State could be a two seed. Good, but I hate it. Can we put the Shockers? Are the Shockers going to make it? No.
0: No, they are not going to make it. Sorry. Um, well, let's just see. Let's just see where they're at. But you know who else isn't going to make it? UNC. They just lost to Virginia. So screw the Tar Heels. It's like that. That's ridiculous. Not good. Not good at all. Um, yeah, the, Shock, uh, the Shockers beat Tulsa today. Tulsa has five wins all year. So now Wichita State gets Tulane, and uh, so that uh, fighting Ron Hunters. So that that's. Potential win.
2: Yeah,
0: they get on the table. I don't see
3: it happening again. It was a fluke. It made me really happy, but
0: it was a fluke. I get it. I tend to agree. I well, I, I, it wasn't a fluke. If they still had Jim Marshall, if he wasn't uh, a, a bad person that he appears to be, then uh, <laughs>
2: may,
0: then maybe it would be good. But I mean, he he was very abusive. Verbally abusive, I believe, too. And that's why he got canned from Wichita State. Isn't that Greg Marshall? uh, Yeah, Greg Marshall. Did I say Jim? I meant Greg. Greg Marshall.
1: The uh, Texas Tech coach, he got fired because he said something. Yes, he did.
0: Yeah, he uh, referenced a Bible verse that included the word slave. Oh,
1: how'd that go
0: over? He's
1: fired. He
0: he resigned. Uh, That... Uh, Patrick Ewing resigned, and uh, I don't know. Did you see this Jim Bayheim press conference at all from
2: Wednesday?
0: Oh, he just apparently he he had an interaction with a reporter. She asked if he was retiring. He said, "Oh, I made my retirement announcement last week, and at on you know on the court and in the press conference afterward." Uh, and she's like, "So are you retired?" He said, "I'm not saying that," and. Like so, you're coming back? That's up for the university to decide. So are you retired? It, it just—it was just stupid. It was—it was terrible. It made Jim Beheim look petty. Um, and then, like less than an hour later, two hours later, the school said, "Yeah, you're done. Um, no more coaching basketball for you. Adrian Autry is now the head coach of the Orange."
1: But for forty-seven years, we'll never see that again.
0: No. no. Yep. Patrick Ewing made it six years at Georgetown he out. So He had some good years and then uh,
1: some not so good years, so. Yeah. Yep. Something
0: sucks,
1: sucks for him. I'm sure he'll go go be an assistant somewhere and on some NBA. team.
0: Yep. Some of the you know, these conferences have gotten underway, but well let's make some predictions here. Uh, American, who wins the American conference?
1: Ah shit, I'm way behind you. Houston. I'm. Houston. Houston, oh yeah, Houston.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, all Houston. Yeah. How about the Big Twelve? Kansas. I would agree. Uh, this what is this is Dicky Gray or something like that. This this guy is a he's like three so well. Um, let me get his name here. Um, Big, oh, great. Dick, Dick. I think it's Dick. Um, but anyway, Big Ten. Who's winning the Big Ten? Jesus Christ! I
1: don't know. Um, I guess Purdue, maybe Indiana.
0: I'd say Purdue. Um, is, I would say Purdue as well. Iowa got upset by Ohio State on Thursday. So just what? Just what a mess! It is. This is going. It, that this is what's going to make the NCAA tournament fun this year and maddening at, maddening at the same time because you can't trust really any team. You just can't.
1: I don't, I And mean, I don't want it to be a bunch of chalk either. We go through this whole season. Yeah, yep. Then oh, then, oh, 12 of the 16 teams left are top four seats.
2: I'm like, what? Top five seats. Like, yep. well, how did this happen? Uh, the,
0: the guy right. I was talking about from Kansas, Grady Dick is his name. He's a freshman from Wichita. So he's very yes. good. Very good. Uh, Pac-12, the Comforts of Champions. Uh, <laughs> oh, you silly. They lost, though, one of their better players. It's uh, Jalen Clark, I believe. He's one of the best defensive-minded players, defenders, in the country. He's out for the year, the torn Achilles. I was thinking about taking UCLA to the Final Four. I might have to re rethink that now because just because of the impact that this injury could have to them on the defensive side of the of the ball, does uh, that something worth monitoring? But I like you and picking UCLA. How about the SEC? SEC.
1: Alabama, I think Alabama is probably going to be the most popular pick to win it all. Um, Michael, like, uh, them and Tennessee the top two teams,
0: and Kentucky could make a run. Zakai Ziegler is out for the year with the torn ACL with Tennessee, if that changes your thought process at all. I guess Alabama.
1: They've been the best team all year. Yep. So, yeah. I don't, I go don't know if with... them. I mean, we're just taking the favorites so just... yep. it's, here. It's,
0: yeah, it's difficult to pick against them. <coughs> ACC, I'm taking Duke. Uh, that is, they are not the favorite, but I am taking Duke. Um, The whack yeah, think...
1: Miami, Virginia. Yeah. Nice run. So, Miami. Like, Miami's had a very nice year. Won the regular season. But, I mean, you could see Miami lose to a 12 seed right away. So, oh, yeah, because the
0: ACC good. is so weak. It's just terrible. Yeah. Um, like,
1: like, North Carolina, one of the most disappointing
2: teams in decades.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't think with this loss to Virginia now that they get in. No. Right? Like they were just... already out.
2: And,
1: like, everybody assumes... And everybody did assume rightfully that, well, everybody's back, so everybody should be better. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody really got better. They were the same or probably worse.
2: Right.
1: And they never got it going.
2: Yep.
1: Like, again, like, I watched those first few games, first five games of theirs. like, well, this doesn't look good. It's it's early. And they went out to Oregon. They played Alabama. They played Iowa State. Mm -hmm. Good games. I think, all right, that's fine. Those are good teams. And then they never got better. So I don't know. That's That was a stunner. That was an absolute stunner.
0: Absolutely. How about the Big East? Are we going with our Marquette squad? They barely got by St. John's mm-hmm. in overtime. On Thursday. Xavier,
1: did Xavier lose tonight? They,
0: they, were on the they are playing right now as we speak, and they have just they taken the, the lead over DePaul. Just taken it with a minute and a half to go. Well, I'll
1: go with UConn because I hate them, so uh, let's I, go with UConn. Do we
0: think we have to pick UConn to win a couple of games this year? I mean, they're starting to play really good bo- basketball well, right now. I just hope Marquette doesn't uh, doesn't shoot.
2: Yeah,
1: yes. you got to win at least two games. they have been so good all year. Yep. You're one of the, the biggest, maybe the biggest surprise. You're in the top ten right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, at, at least we'll get to that sweet Sixteen.
0: I yes absolutely they have to. Um, Providence is just really falling off the the face of the earth. Uh, Creighton, uh, big on them. We'll see what they can do here. Uh, they play Villanova Thursday night, so see there. But uh, we're taking Marquette to win this one. Uh, what do we got the at a ten? Who care? Who really cares about that one? Um, VCU sure. Sure, um, I take VCU. And you got the whack. Uh, this is what's really weird about the WAC. Somehow Utah Valley finished with a better conference record, but they got the two seed, and Sam Houston State got the one seed because the WAC That's apparently the does some weird like point value system or oh, whatever. I yeah, don't think they do like uh, everybody plays each
1: other. They do something different. Yeah, it's
0: wacky. is what it is. Very stupid. So that's that. Anything, anything that you're really looking forward to this week, besides Selection Sunday, of course.
1: Couple of teams that are not eligible made some runs. Yes. To finals and semifinals and things like that.
0: Northeast Conference what, what, looks awful.
1: What, what is the point of the? You no, know, you can't. You know, the probation period or making the jump up. Like why? Like why? If you're Division One and you're coming up from Division Two or wherever, why can you not be
0: eligible right away? Well, what I think the that, point of oh, well, we got to wait
1: two, three, four
0: years. Well, do we really want? You know, we already have 360 teams. Do we really need 400, 500 of them? You could stockpile a whole bunch of guys at the D2 level and then make your jump up to D1, and then you know, relate, you know. Relegate back. Uh, I think the I think it no, needs to it be two. Years.
1: And that would solve the problem of teams in tournaments. Since apparently conferences are not going to prohibit teams that can't be can't can't but, technically win the tournament. I, so I, I
0: think so, the, I think the fault lies with the NCAA for having this too long of a transition period and not providing a suitable enough answer, or an answer at all, as to why it has to be four years. I think two years is sufficient, but if there's a reason for it to be four years, then that needs to be provided to us. But you, I don't think you can ha- like jump right away up to it. And this, this does fall on the conferences. I, I've made fun of the Atlantic Sun for what they've done, and now the Northeast Conference deserves to rightfully get ripped for their decision to have Merrimack participate in their conference tournament when they were the best team in the regular season, and they win this champion—it's—it's it's ridiculous. It—it it absolutely is. It would go same to the OVC, who has Southern Indiana and uh, Lindenwood. They're not eligible yet. They're participating in the tournament. Same with the Summit League, having St. Thomas. Yes, it's great that you have all 10 teams in there, but what if St. Thomas had upset Oral Roberts and all of a sudden, they're in the championship game? Well, how stupid would the Summit League look? It, it's just, these conferences can't help themselves, and it's ridiculous.
1: What does it say that all these teams can jump up right away and be competitive? That too. I mean, that's... Well, it depends wait, on wait, the wait, conference. jump though. up in, in year one or two we can win this entire conference. It doesn't depend on If the- they,
2: they make the transition so they can get up to
1: scholarship levels or give them a break, it's like, what, what? there's no, like, why penalize them? Like, if you're good enough, go ahead and win it and make the NCAA tournaments. Right. If you're not good enough, you're not going to make it anyway, so why uh, restrict them? It's like, if, if, if these teams are in these conferences, either have them in these conference tournaments, if they're eligible, if they're not, they shouldn't be in.
0: If we're good enough to win it, go ahead and win the damn thing. Listen, I, I'm fine. With, I, I, again, I think it's a two-year period. I just want to know why. I think if if we got the reason why, then I think then there that the additional discussion then can go on about okay, does can we shorten this? Can you know, is it reasonable for it to be four years, or can we lower it to two, or you know, three something? Heck, even one. I don't know.
1: Um, the SDSU women had one or two tournaments, tournament type teams, and were relegated to the WNIT.
0: Well, and I think, like, yeah, wow. yeah, and I wow. think for that, like for like Merrimack or any of these other teams that aren't eligible for the NCAA tournament, make them eligible for the NIT. That would be that would be totally fine. I am I am fine with that because yeah, STSU women made it to the to the WNIT. What was that in year two? Or was that the year before they made it to the NCAA tournament?
1: 2007, they made a deep run. They made the semifinals.
0: So why? And why would it be different for them than it would be for? Like it just doesn't make sense. Um. Yeah, we need answers to this. Um. Jay Billis, help us. Help us with yeah. this. What else? What else you look on, on,
1: on the women's side? Of, I guess AJ said on the women's side, it's a pretty strong tournament, unlike the men, which it appears to be a pretty weak tournament. So, oh yeah, that's, what we,
0: that's what we got. We got. We'll we'll look at both brackets on Monday uh, or next week. You know, we do our bracket breakdown show, and yeah, like, but at the same time. I think the women's tournament is, while it might be a stronger tournament, there's really only one choice to win it all, and that's South Carolina. I don't see, I don't see. That's yeah, one like James,
1: They I, had some. Didn't they play Stanford? Or they played. That was pretty close. It was overtime.
0: Uh, Ole Miss.
1: I feel like they've played some close games this year, so they're not. They have unbeatable. I, I, I so, think.
0: You know, yeah. You know, I think this can be beat. I think you, UConn, Stanford right up there. I like Iowa a lot. You know, Indiana may be able to do something. But at the end of the day, I think it, I mean, if you were to ask me who I would take in the women's tournament, South Carolina or the field, you know, we, we always do that. i take South Carolina. wouldn't even think twice about it. It's kind of like, oh, do you take Tiger Woods? You take the field. Sometimes you take Tiger Woods, on, you know, then you take the field. No, I would take South Carolina hands down this year. Yeah. So, uh, while I agree that maybe, like, the women's tournament has better teams in it, I think they have fewer national championship contenders, whereas the men, anything could happen.
1: Yeah, like Alabama, I, I feel like I'm picking them.
0: As long no as hands. Brandon Miller you know, doesn't get charged or doesn't get kicked off the team or anything. Um, At this point, if
1: they haven't done it by now, it's like, what's the point? Right, absolutely. Then we got, you got John Morant's going to be, he he'll be out for a while, and he had a picture of a gun, or a video of a gun. He
2: mm-hmm.
1: had a gun, suspend him. So it's like, just, I don't know. I feel like there's got to be some middle ground here between the two, it's like, you only really got to suspend him, really, and this guy's not. So,
0: there's an article you know. on ESPN.com regarding this whole situation. They they've looked at some footage and stuff. I'm reading; it's very interesting so far, but just kind of providing a little more insight potentially as to what happened that night. Um, bad all the way around. Bad all the way. And Nate Oates, hey. who we've, you know, I think we've. We, we liked it at buffalo he seemed like a very you know eccentric guy he has handled this very poorly um, Yeah. so just not not great but looking forward to the rest of uh conference tournament uh, championship week all these conference tournaments all these bids the map is filling in right now so um looking forward to you know i'll have to break out a new highlighter i think or new marker and and uh, keep filling in these states but uh, looking forward to selection sunday anything else we need to get to before we say so long
1: uh there's tournaments and basketball and every day's basketball and tournaments
0: so yep i uh, you know continue uh you know good luck with all the games that you're calling safe travels to you this uh, busy time will end here soon you know
2: yeah, you, how I, many how
0: many more games do you have this week for the for the Mitchell girls one or two or two more Two more?
2: Okay.
1: Got Watertown. Watertown tomorrow at noon. That's a winnable game. We lost by four earlier in the year. So, if Mitchell's going to win a game in this tournament, it's going to be tomorrow. Because I don't think they're going to win Saturday. Mitchell boys are a three seed. they got to win at least their first game. That's the best thing they've had in 11 years. Well, so. okay. we'll see how much <clears throat> of these games I get to watch. So.
0: All
2: right. I'll
1: hold yeah, hold. You know, I'm leaving it. Leaving just afternoon on Thursday, like, I'm not going to see anything Thursday. So.
0: Yeah. Are you... Does Marcus, day, Marcus go hey, out well, with you for this?
1: No, he'll be somewhere else. Okay. He'll be... I think he'll be in Aberdeen or Sioux Falls. Okay. So.
0: Spread so, out all over. Okay. Well, again, safe travels uh, the rest of this week, and we'll talk next week before you head out west. Uh, but uh, in- enjoy the games that you can watch. And uh, thank you, Melissa, for joining us. And uh, you have a great rest of your week, my friend.
1: I'll say goodbye to the Hulk, and we'll see you next week. All right. Goodbye, Hulk. Bye. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you, sir. Jose. <laughs> Travis Grins joining me here, Sports Block Podcast. Always appreciate his time, as always. To, you know, we get. Um. yeah, and you get Hulk and, and Noah joining in for the interview a little bit. And Melissa there. Lots of college basketball. But love this time of the year. Love all of these conference tournaments and, and all the potential upsets. This bubble is just fascinating to me. All these teams that are losing. Who knows who's going to get in at this point, but it certainly doesn't look like North Carolina. Um, but, yeah, just love what's going on here right now. In college basketball. But we're gonna switch back to the NFL. The combine was this last week in India. I watched a lot of that, and I know this next guest did too, Jeff Lloyd, the second from the Lockdown Browns podcast, with his thoughts and reaction as uh, from the the training, the, the the workouts. Who really stood out to him? Who made who made good impression? Who maybe didn't? We'll talk about it all next here on the Sports Block podcast, available on podcast.com and on iTunes. Just search Sports Block. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Andy Stackin, Facebook Nathan Stackin. Travis Krenz is on Twitter, at Travis Krenz. link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. NFL Combine Talk next as we finish up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast on Championship Week here in college basketball. All right, continuing here on the Sports Block Podcast, the NFL Scouting Combine is coming and gone, but we have a lot to react to, and who better to do that with than my good friend from the Lockdown Browns Podcast, Jeff Lloyd II. Jeff, how we doing?
4: We are good, uh, you know. As we were saying before, we hit the record button. Certainly, you know, one of the craziest, you know, busiest times of the year here, and then we'll start to you know see where the uh, you know dominoes start to fly come next week.
0: Well, I feel like a lot of dominoes are kind of flying uh, in terms of mock drafts with how Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from Florida, put on perhaps the performance of all performances that we've seen at a scouting combine. I mean, he was great. He did all the drills uh what did you make of all? That? I mean he, he was setting records for quarterbacks, you know his vertical job I mean, he was just an absolute beast out there.
4: Um, you know look, if you want to just strictly watch the combine for just insane athleticism, um I think Anthony Richardson didn't disappoint as far as that. Uh, it was it was a spectacle to see you know even running the first 40 and then just you know waving off the second you know, crushed every, you know, physical test put in front of him. Uh, You get excited for a kid like that, Um, you know, and then, of course, you know, everybody automatically wants to do, you know, basically jump said player, you know, significantly because of that. Um, And it gets tough, obviously, because, you know, the athletic part of it, he was absolutely just outstanding. But the problem is with that is once you actually got to, the quarterback, you know, throwing part of it. Um, And obviously he and CJ Stroud do a great relationship. You know, it seems like the two guys have with each other already, but it almost kind of seemed like, you know, if you saw what maybe the perils are with a guy like Anthony Richardson in a class like this, Mm -hmm. you know, Stroud, obviously young, really highly regarded in this class And when it came time to basically go throw for throw, uh, I mean, for me, it was, you know, C.J. Stroud just, you know, absolutely just put on a show. Oh, absolutely. And and you saw the guy that he is totally capable of being.
0: Yep, I think C.J. Stroud no doubt cemented his status maybe as, you know, the the first or, you know, the second if not the first quarterback taken. His throws were just on the money. I think. I mean, he did himself wonders. With Anthony Richardson, it's it's just such an interesting case because, you know, the the accuracy is the is the big question I think with him. Also, you know, didn't have a lot of starts in Florida, and that's something kind of similar to, maybe what we heard a, a couple years ago with Trey Lance. But I mean, Richardson has certainly gotten a lot more football or in him lately than what Lance had coming into the draft. So. There is that you know, you almost have to get Richardson in the right spot you know a place like maybe Seattle uh, that you know just signed Geno Smith but he could learn behind Geno uh, for a couple of years. If you're a quarterback needy team, I don't know if Richardson is the guy, but there's a seems to be a ton of upside if he can get into that right system with the right you know starting quarterback and offensive coordinator or head coach.
4: Well, um, I, I definitely agree with you, and, and that's certainly you know what the premise will be in any team that drafts Anthony Richardson. It's you know it's going to take some time. And Daniel Jeremiah, I mean, he you know basically you know said it a ton during you know the workout. You know, you've got to understand with a player like this, he's not day one ready, and it's very similar to you know a guy who comes up you know, through baseball, through the minor leagues, and he throws 99, 100 miles an hour. Nobody questions his breaking stuff until it comes to point to where he actually has to use it. Mm-hmm. You know, for Anthony Richardson, there's going to be times where he's going to have to learn. You just can't muscle up every throw. And I think he has to get a, an own read of his own arm strength that, hey, you know, when does 75% get this ball completed, as opposed to 100%, where it's either high and outside, or I threw it too deep. The premise certainly would be, and, you know, for me, hey, why don't you look at a team like the Detroit Lions? You hold two first-round picks. And, look, Jared Goff played well last year. There were times Jared Goff played really, really well, you know, with the Rams. I mean, Jared Goff played in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But you look at the potential of what Anthony Richardson can beat you somewhere down the line, and if you have somebody at least in place for this year And who knows? You know, Richardson, it it could get accelerated. Your starting quarterback could get injured. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think you're doing a tremendous disservice if you think, you know, you're just going to try Anthony Richardson out there day one. Uh, The other thing is, you know, you're going to have to have things in place. Is your O-line intact. Mm -hmm. You don't want this guy taking hits before he's, you know, essentially ready. And he's got a full understanding and grasping of the personnel around him. The full scheme, um, he's a fun player, and look, I mean, th- there is no ceiling. We don't know what the possible ceiling could be for Anthony Richardson. You're talking maybe a guy with the running ability of Lamar Jackson, a guy with the arm strength of a Josh Allen. Um, that's what you're selling your ownership and your your, your, your front office on in drafting said guy, um, and then the key is obviously going to be can you get him to that?
2: Yeah, well, I
0: mean, he's, he says he's a combination of Lamar Jackson and Cam Newton, so he calls himself Cam Jackson, so that's interesting. I think we both agree that C.J. Stroud probably had the best combine in terms of just his throwing ability, the you know, just the passes with pinpoint accuracy. Will Levis said he wanted to show off his gun and, you know, show off his arm strength. What did you make of uh, what Will Levis did?
4: Well, let's just say this. Um, It's a good thing Will Levis was in the first group and not the second group. Um, Because, you know, Will Levis, look, and this is what's difficult about doing these things and putting out proclamations going into the combine. Uh, You kind of want to be, you better be right, is is Mm -hmm. the case with it. Otherwise, then it's, you know, it becomes, you know, A, it becomes foolish. Um, B, then, you know, teams now all of a sudden, I mean, look, Will Levis, you know, Everybody wasn't sure. And this was supposed to be the one where Will Levis basically cemented himself. And it's not like he threw the ball poorly, but I think everybody thought Will Levis was going to shred the combine. And just absolutely, you know, no balls hit the ground. But that just you know, simply wasn't the case. You know, he is definitely the fourth quarterback in this class. I still think somehow someway he goes in the first round, but it's a lot harder to predict a landing spot for Will Levis right now. Um, because I think everybody just figured he was going to own that workout, and unfortunately for him, that just didn't necessarily end up being the case.
0: Anything else stand out to you from the group of quarterbacks?
4: Um, I thought the kid from UCLA was interesting. Oh, Jordan um, not- You know, VTR, when you yeah. talk about you know somebody, you know, it, it's very rare. that was the old Bill Parcells theory on quarterback play. You wanted him to be a starter three plus years. You wanted him to hopefully start forty games. That's just not going to be the case anymore, um, but it's rare that when you get one, and you know DTR out of UCLA, I thought. And the thing I liked about most about him is, is he was in the group with Anthony Richardson. He was in the group with CJ Stroud. You know, this would have been the guy that nobody noticed, um, but I think he cemented himself so well. Uh, ran in the four or five, so you see, you have a pretty good version of a modern day quarterback. You know, is he ever an NFL starter? I'm not sure, but, you know, that is something where somebody says, hey, if I can get that in the third round, fourth round, my backup quarterback is costing me dirt financially, it certainly put him in a really, really solid position, in my opinion.
0: The, these 40 times are getting absolutely ridiculous. These guys are so fast. Uh, wide receivers, the offensive linemen, defensive linemen. Perhaps no one, you know, made uh, more of an impression than, uh, the, who was it, Kalijah um, Cansey, yes, from Pittsburgh with the way he ran. Um, But, you know, these wide receivers, these cornerbacks, they're all just flying down the field. I mean, how do you really, I guess specifically looking at the wide receivers, did anyone really separate themselves from the pack?
4: I think for me, my biggest takeaway coming away from the wide receiver workout was Jackson, Smith, and Jigba basically putting himself back on the map. Here is a guy, and I think you... The entire, up until the Combine, I think everybody kind of shared the same belief with him. You know, with him missing almost the entire season. Um, You know, I'm not going to be able to run the 40 because I've just been pronounced fully healthy for two weeks. It felt like when your mom or dad taught you when you were a kid, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. Mm -hmm. So for Jackson Smith and Jigba, that had been the case in September to this point. And even with him not running the 40, it was just kind of like all of a sudden like he was a guy that basically popped up out of the crowd and here he was in the workouts. But you saw everything. And you saw everything he is capable of. And, you know, and now with the drills, they start to run, you know, some, dri- some uh, routes that are more, you know, f- built for slot wide receivers. And, you know, a lot of people will use the phrase, oh, well, you know, he's being schemed open. Well, even if you're a guy who's being schemed open, if you are Cooper Cup. They're still the people who are the best of the best at doing that. Mm -hmm. And I think a guy like Jackson Smith and Jigwood, you know, anywhere he goes for the entirety of his career, as long as he's healthy, you're talking about a guy that's going to amass 90 receptions per season. If the ball is within his range, he catches everything. His routes are outstanding. For him to get out there and talk maybe almost, what, a six-month layoff? Yeah. And he just went out there. And keep in mind, he wasn't catching. It's not like he and C.J. Stroud round uh, you know, lined up with every route. Mm-hmm. He was dealing with whatever quarterback was there. Um, I think that that is the biggest takeaway for me is that for a guy that nobody kind of knew exactly where he would fall into this. And, you know, some guys didn't run as well. Some guys didn't you know perform overall as well. If you want to say when it's all said and done, maybe he won't be the first wide receiver drafted in this draft. But I do believe there is an extremely strong case that Jackson Smith and Jigbo will be the best wide receiver that comes out of the 2022, 2023 class. Yeah,
0: I agree. And I actually would think that he would be the first. That, that That's my prediction right now is that he will be the first one. But I think Zay Flowers is a, a very intriguing player as well. You could make a case certain maybe he could be the second wide receiver taken off. What did you make of his combine?
4: You know, Zay Flowers definitely was impressive. Josh Downs from UNC, impressive. Um, but you go to, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba playing last year with two first-round picks. You know, played a little bit towards the end of last year with the guy who everyone believes is going to be the consensus wide receiver of the 2024 class and Marvin Harrison Jr. And just being that dominant, playing with those guys, um, you know, Zay Flowers, Josh Downs, some of these other guys. You know, you didn't necessarily do it at Ohio State. You know, the top uh, of the landmark. Um, it's a good opportunity, though, for Zay Flowers, for Jackson, Smith, and Jacob, because normally, and what we've grown accustomed to in wide receiver classes is, these guys would fall in line with fourth, fifth, sixth wide receiver in the class, mm-hmm. maybe somebody that went early second round. I don't think that's going to be the case for either of these guys, and the one thing that really, really does strike me is, is just the weight of these guys just mm-hmm. it seems so much more down than it used to be you know, Zay Flowers muscled up 13 pounds just to get to the 180 range. And Zig was probably in the 190 range. And I don't think anybody cares.
0: And Bryce Young, the quarterback for Alabama, probably drank two, three liters of water and ten protein (laughs) shakes to get up to his 204, 205 pounds. Uh, Tight end, we've talked about how deep of a class this is. Um, You know, there's, I guess, maybe a thought that, you know, is it Dalton Kincaid or is it Michael Mayer that may be the first – one taken. I don't know. Darnell Washington uh, certainly put on a show. Uh, the tight end from Georgia. Did anyone separate themselves from the pack more so than the rest? Or uh, I mean, even Zach Kuntz from Old Dominion. I think he ran a pretty fast forty. Uh, anyone do anything to separate themselves?
4: I think the entire class did. There's no qu- Everybody you saw work out. Um, you know, everybody was fast. Everybody caught the ball. You know, the blocking. You know, they. You put that sled in there sometimes. It's difficult to do in a situation like that. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I, 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 in my opinion, I think Darnell Washington is going to be the first one off the board. Just an absolute baby, you know, as far as aid is concerned. Um, what he brings you as a blocker, this is a guy that you'll be comfortable. You know, uh, you'll know, Completely 180 from Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. This is a guy you know you can put on that field from day one. You can find a way to say, okay, he's never going to be receiving option one two, maybe three at best in any given route tree that you're going to run for your quarterback. So you put him in that position, you are going to get an A-plus blocker right away day one. And then as he starts to progress, as we saw him close out the workouts with the one-handed grab, you know, in the simulation by the back of the pylon, mm-hmm. I think the only question now for this tight end class is will they live up to basically what they are thought to be? Mm -hmm. You know, the hit rate on tight ends is always weird. It's always confusing. The higher they're drafted, you know, look, it took T.J. Hawkinson a while before it all came together and then shipped to Minnesota, Mm -hmm. basically starting all over again. I think we've reached a point where does this tight end class reach basically the notoriety they're being given, you know, for being all-around great athletes solid receivers, Um, you know, obviously another one. Um, You know, Musgrave is another name in here. Will these guys actually live up to where they're selected? Mm -hmm. That's going to be the most difficult part for these guys.
0: And I think, I wonder if this is going to be a case of where, you know, once one or two tight ends go, there's going to be a run on them. Or if, you know, there's maybe a case of, oh, we have more of a need at, you know, offensive line, defensive line, wide receiver, linebacker. But if these tight ends are rated the highest ones on the board, maybe you have to take it. Maybe a team doesn't necessarily... Need a tight end, but certainly good. It's just going back to Darnell Washington. It's amazing. I think a lot more people are starting to get accustomed to him because he isn't even the best tight end on his team. That would be Brock Bowers. And I mean, so I think he kind of got lost in the shuffle there a little bit. So he's going to certainly become a household name. I mentioned the forty time earlier, and I'm wondering, can we stop it with the the forty times for offensive linemen? I mean, poor Andrew Vory's You know you know, tears his ACL or whatever, running the 40. But then he comes back and and benches the next day, which is great. But, I mean, is that is the 40-yard dash really that much of a a necessity for offensive linemen or, heck, even defensive linemen?
4: Um, for offensive linemen, I'm going to say no. Uh, you know, I'd rather see what their three-cone is. Mm-hmm. I'd rather them maybe run a 20 so we can get, you know, that yes. initial burst. But keep in mind, the initial burst, if they do the vertical jump, if they do the broad jump, we're essentially getting our sense of what that is. Yeah. Look, you know, for Voorhees, it's the absolute most terrible thing in the world. It, tr- it truly is. And the fact that this kid manned up the next day, walked in with a pair of crutches, and threw up thirty eight reps at two twenty five. You know, you're just absolutely thrilled for the kid for what was the you know most you know probably worst moment of his life. Yep. To come back less than twenty four hours later and shake it off like that you know when you get to the part of you know interviews and getting to know hey what kind of kid is this i don't think anybody's got a question of what kind of kid andrew Voorhees is yep. but I, you know i don't see it stopping anytime soon um, the ratings are through the roof everybody wants to see it and if you're a guy going to the combine you know in, or going to do this at your pro day mm-hmm. you know in the back of your mind there's just one thought this is the last time i'm ever going to have to do this in my life so let's just get past it You know, maybe you'll get fine guys who just choose not to do it. And look, the field workouts are just as dangerous as running a 40, if not more, because there's literally at times you don't know what direction you're going to cut. Right. And, you know, those drills, they don't necessarily simulate game action as much as people would like them to be. There's also times where you see a coach is a little late with which way he's turning the pad, which lets you know what I'm saying. So you see a lot of kids almost slip Mm -hmm. because, you know, the read is late in those drills. I mean, it's a peril of this type of business, and people do understand that. And sadly, it's, it costs guys money. You know, a, a job last year, mm-hmm. or he's this year. But, I mean, it's, you know, everybody understands it's a dangerous game. And even the workouts related to this game, sadly, are dangerous too.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, you get your foot stuck when you plant it or whatever and try and turn. I mean, that could be a devastating injury as well. But uh, so going back to the offensive line. Uh, anything stand out to you from the weekend?
4: I think the tackle class is good. I think the tackle class is really good. You've got the two Ohio State kids. you got the two Oklahoma kids. Um, you know, interior, it, it's, it, it's not that. Um, it's just not that great of a group. Um, and look, it happens. You get ebbs and flows at every position. Um, I know the Browns already have a top 30 uh, visit lined up with uh, Juan Jones out of Ohio State. The Browns have a fourth-year left tackle, Jedrick Wills. They just resigned Jack Conklin. This mm-hmm. is still a guy that they would like to speak with and are going to do a meeting with. I think a lot of people are enamored with this t- tackle class, and you definitely want to be in that market. And this is kind of what happens. You know, look, a wide receiver class isn't as great as you know it normally is. You know, there's some other positional groups where maybe the value is not necessarily there as well. So for me, looking at it from that perspective, you know, when other classes are down. Hopefully, you have other positional groups that step up, and I think this tackle class. I'm not saying we're, I'm not saying we're going six, seven, eight in the first round, but I think there's probably really good value all the way through the second round at of the offensive tackle position.
0: I don't often say this about uh, North Dakota State Bison players, but I have become a huge fan of Cody Mock. for, um, you know the. Okay, the t- yeah. How can you just not? I mean, I, he looks like a guy. Viking. I I want him on the Vikings no, no, no. because he looks like one. He, just like T.J. Hawkinson.
4: He is the type of guy that you walk into a social engagement, a party whatsoever. Within three minutes there, every person knows who he is. Mm-hmm. He's just got that emphatic, you know, energetic personality. Then you open up the mouth. And, you know, obviously, you know, you know, he doesn't necessarily have the Michael Strahan, but he's got even worse. And you just understand And everything this kid does is with a smile on his face. Just absolutely loves every aspect of what he gets to do. Um, if it doesn't work out in the NFL, I am sure he will light up the WWE somehow, way. <laughs>
0: yeah, or maybe they can uh, redo Vikings on the History Channel and he could just be an, a real-life Viking in there. I think that would be fantastic. Defensive line, mentioned Kalijah Cansey from Pitt with that awesome 40 time that he had. Uh, what stood out to you from uh, the defensive, lineman per, uh, defensive line perspective?
4: Uh, Kaleja Kansi, one of the big things that helped Kalijah Kansi was, he was actually taller than listed. This never really happens. You know, most of the time the guys leave an inch, an inch and a half on the plane to Indy. Mm-hmm. Kaleja Kansi actually measuring his six foot one. Here was a guy, people were, you know, we knew, we thought he was six feet. So when you think somebody's six feet, what do you normally think they are? You think they're probably 5'11". Mm-hmm. You know, so for Kalijah Kansi, that certainly worked out well. The whole Jalen Carter-, Carter situation oh,
2: yeah. yeah
4: nobody knows anything now and sadly until we hear more legally I don't necessarily know what to do with a player like that Um, the pass rushers and it was weird and I'm sure we'll get to the linebackers yep and this is kind of what we learned about the linebacker classes obviously there's not many of them because that group was about 50% pass rushers um, so, you know, you got to see Will Anderson out there. I think I would have loved to see Will Anderson with, you know, the rest of the defensive linemen. Uh, Nolan Smith, I, you know, there's still that faction that people do not know what to do with a guy who was sub-240. Um, but then you have other players, whether it was Derek Hall from Auburn, you know, Ojalari from LSU, who looks really, really athletic. And, you know, as everybody knows spent my time with you, you know, my primary focus is covering the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. And for the Browns, there's never been an opportunity Where they can get, they've had an edge rusher on their roster that they can put on the field who is either A, a comparable athlete to Miles Garrett, Mm -hmm. or B, perhaps a better athlete and a faster athlete than Miles Garrett. The Browns could have an opportunity to do that. And with some of these guys who play on the outside, look, wide nine isn't as dead as some people want to think it is. You know, Jim Schwartz is going to use it with the Browns, other teams still use it, the Eagles still like it. So for guys who are you know, south of 250, you know, maybe just saying, oh, he's a 3-4 outside linebacker doesn't necessarily have to be the case. You can put him in this wide line. Maybe they don't play in first, first down right away, but there's plenty of reps to get them on the field. And I, I think for me that was the exciting part because there are the bigger names, you know, that are going to go in the top 10, top 15 at the edge position. But there are some guys in that second round who have a ton of talent and a ton of athleticism.
0: You mentioned Jalen Carter, and I think when we spoke last week, he was either going back to Georgia, the, the charges That the Chargers. there seemed like there was more information that was coming out, though, after the fact he did come back to Indianapolis. But again, it, it's now all about the character uh, questions for him. Uh, anything else from what happened last week that that you feel is going to impact his draft stock, either good or bad?
4: You know, a lot of people think, you know, look, you know, and Todd McShay had said this, I think it was December, nobody wanted to listen, people were like publishing, publicly, you know, asking him to make an apology, and to his credit, he didn't. And, you know, now you see, and of course, once Pandora's box is opened a tiny bit, mm-hmm. you know, there was an 84 mile an hour speeding ticket in early in the fall. Yep. Um, and there are the questions of how much does he love every aspect of football, other than suiting up for a game on Saturday or now would be Sunday, you know, those questions. They're never good. The other question is, is, you know, always, you know, if this kid doesn't make the best decisions right now, what happens if I give him $15 million, you know, what kind of decisions does he make then look Jalen Carter's got every opportunity to change this narrative and put himself in a better light. But until we get some sort of resolution, And now keep in mind, he and his camp, you put out a statement saying, this is all going to be resolved. I Mm -hmm. will be exonerated. Now, you can't be making these bold statements because if he does not come out and be absolved or exonerated, Mm -hmm. he now said something which makes him look even worse. Exactly. So, you know, you've got to be really careful with doing these things. You know, look, Carter is a tremendous talent, but right now he's a tremendous gamble.
0: He is. Yep. No doubt. And, you know, if everything works out, I mean, that that's the thing. If he, he gets all this done, if you know, put the character issues behind him, you're going to get, you know, if he falls into the teens, you're going to get a top five guy in the teens. But there's. That. Well, and also,
4: but here's this, Nathan. If I say I am going to be completely absolved, completely exonerated, mm-hmm. it's been over a week now. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be completely absolved or exonerated, I don't assume it takes a week. Yeah. Uh, you know, I assume it's going to be handled pretty quickly. And we've heard nothing mm-hmm. on the charges. We've heard nothing in reference to his statement in almost a week now, over a week now. So that usually does not bode well. Right.
0: Oh, you're right. So, well, this is a, a situation certainly worth monitoring. Mentioned the linebacker class, maybe not deep, but I I, I thought these guys, like uh, Yasir Abdullah from Louisville, these guys kind of tested well it, in my estimation. Uh, I mean, they're, they're putting up really good times. I really thought, uh, like, Owen uh, Pop- Popo from uh, Auburn mm-hmm. was was really good. You know, Drew Sanders is uh, right up there on the list. Henry two oh two oh from Alabama. I like Dorian Williams from Tulane. I think we yep. mentioned him last week. So it might not be a deep class, but boy, the I thought these guys tested pretty well.
4: Now this is where you know, I, and I do agree with you. And I don't want what I said misconstrued earlier. The guys who were there and the guys who participated. Put on a great show. Mm-hmm. An absolute great show. But there is just not a lot of them. And the other thing is a lot of these guys look like they, you know, are going to be prototype will linebackers in the NFL. So, you know, they're all that six foot, you know, I'm sorry, maybe even 5'11 with pace if we're gonna bring him into this mix, mm-hmm. you know, 5'11 to so maybe 6'1, all around 230 or less, which usually in the NFL makes you a will. Their workouts were fantastic. I agree with you on Dorian Williams. Um, I actually have, uh, you know, you know, a a a, guy, a friend who is currently at Tulane. You know, he he spoke of Tajay Spears and you know what he brought to the offensive side of the ball. And you know, look, this is going to change. Things are going to get better here. This program is going to be better, and I'm going to be basically the guy riding everybody's butt to make sure that's the case. Dorian Williams was exactly that same type of person on the other side of the ball. You know, if you are going to make a mistake, you have a question, you screw up. Uh, A, I'm here to help you, but B, I'm also to get in your can Mm -hmm. and tell you we expect more. And you know, I think for you know guys like that, that definitely is always going to carry weight going into an NFL locker room as far as about being a man of your business. Uh, Another name you didn't get to, Shaka Hayward out of Duke, uh, obviously part of the Hayward football family. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought he was a really, really you know solid player out there as well. Um, But the question is, if most of these guys are will linebackers, that's something you're not. Usually draft until seventy-five, maybe a little later. Even Jack Campbell, absolutely outstanding. Yes. But yep. sometimes being a six-foot-four, two-hundred-and-fifty-five-pound middle linebacker isn't the best thing in the world. You know, we, you know, a lot of defenses like to disguise their middle linebacker mm-hmm. with seven hundred pounds of defensive tackle. You're not really going to be able to hide a Jack Campbell at six-foot-four, two-fifty-five. No, you cannot. Great, great, great player. Absolutely. But it's almost to the point like, you know, is he is he too big? You know, and then I'm sure there's gonna be somebody that says, Hey, can we Micah Parsonson? Can we do some things with six foot four, two fifty five? We know he's athletic. Can we maybe give him some reps as a pass rusher and you know get more bang for our buck mm-hmm. with him?
0: For sure. For sure, absolutely. And then finally in the secondary here. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about uh, Witherspoon from Illinois. Maybe you know he he's going to be the first cornerback taken off the board. I don't know. I mean, Deontay Banks from Maryland. It could be a first-round pick. Likely to be a first-round pick. How many corners are we looking here potentially at as a first-round pick? Because I think that this corner class is fairly decent. Not as maybe great as other years, but there's some a lot of solid players that put on a show in Indy.
4: Oh, yeah, there's no question there as well. And here's the thing is, there is, if defensively, if you were a front office and you were going into a draft, you can say, this is my defensive end room, this is my cornerback room, and there could be names galore. And it is still a position that nobody will ever say no to when it comes to the NFL draft. You cannot have enough of them. And guess what? If everybody's healthy... That means I'm just putting plus athletes on special teams as well. So I still think you're going to get your five, six, maybe even seven. They all have decent size. They all have decent length. They all ran well, all jumped well. Some guys, their verticals and jumps were like, oh, that's not, that's okay. No, they were really good jumps. The problem is you got guys jumping 41, 42. That's not the norm. 37, Mm -hmm. 38, that's the norm, not breaking 40. There was a bunch of guys out there. Um, You know, some guys maybe, you know, going to get pigeonholed, you know, are they better for a zone scheme? You know, did they play enough man? But when you got that much athleticism and you test that, well, even if I haven't seen it yet, I'm going to take a gamble that it's there.
0: Well, and aren't they kind of (laughs) all, I don't mean like, prototypical but like they all seem to be almost the exact same build to a degree
4: right six, six foot one 195 33 inch arms run four three nine or four four one absolutely it almost seemed like how do you you just saw the numbers come across, you didn't necessarily
0: see the names. Yeah, it's like, how do you differentiate between all of them in terms of who's the best one? I think it's it's going to be a personal preference. I don't think you can look at it and say, well, I disagree with this pick he was taking to. I mean, if they're all kind of the same, and they're all testing in relatively close to one another, I don't know how you can necessarily... It's going to be tough to rank them. That's, that's the bottom line here. There are a couple that... That uh, separate, but that's that's fine. Uh, now we get the pro days, uh, and then you know really gets into you know April, and then we're we're less than a month away from the draft. So looking ahead now here to the pro days, is there anything um, in particular that you are looking for from any player, not just combine, but any or any pro day specifically?
4: Well, obviously, you know, Mr. Young needs to have his day, and all eyes will be in Tuscaloosa as it is. I think a lot of the running backs, not a lot of running backs tested. And, you know, I mean, for me, we talked about this last week. I'm infatuated with Sean Tucker out of Syracuse. For a guy like him, you know, you're out of Syracuse, you show up at the combine, you get measured, and that's it. I mean, you know, not a lot of people are flooding the Syracuse pro day, so it better be on a day where there's not a lot of big ones. But, you know, I was a little disappointed in the running back class that a lot of guys – chose not to you know get the testing done um you know look you always got a chance to do better at a pro day um so you give yourself that chance but you know to not give yourself a second opportunity you know it's a little gets a little dicey you know with the draft process
0: it's gonna be fascinating to watch these next couple of months here we are less than two months away from the nfl draft and looking forward to to talking about this more as we as we inch closer but jeff i always appreciate the time as always, you have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk soon.
4: You got it, Nathan. Take care, somebody.
0: Thank you, Jeff. Jeff Lloyd, the second from the Lockdown Browns podcast. Fantastic stuff, as always. He's so great at what he does. It's it's just fantastic. And yeah, this combine, I watch more of this than I think than in other years. And just the numbers are so, they're so fast in the forties and and all these. like, How do you separate yourself? Like I said, the linebackers all really good. all seem to be really good it's just it's weird it's just it's gonna be a very fascinating draft I think there's gonna be a lot of great value in the later rounds at certain positions whether that be a tight end or a corner maybe a linebacker there's gonna be value throughout here so you're gonna see some players slip and it's gonna be you know either the the size of the class or it's going to be you know the There's really no separation, so you might fall a bit, but you might land in a better spot. It's going to be great, and we'll we'll talk with Jeff uh, about that here as we continue on, as we get closer to the draft. But it is March. March Madness is here. We have our big, 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 our best show of the year, bar none. It is the bracket breakdown show. Travis and I will pick every game we'll will give you some tidbits we'll we'll help you with your bracket as best we can. now we aren't always great but we do have this is this is our our love this is our baby here that, that you know we we did we've done this show ever since you know the, from the radio show this was a, a fun show that we did with our bracket breakdown this is something that we that we really like to do so we um we hope you tune in next week listen to the to the show prior to you filling out your bracket Uh, On Thursday, with the um, with March Madness beginning on Thursday, but I I gotta tell you right now, if I'm looking at this thing, I saw Charleston. I think Charleston's interesting, but I am in on Oral Roberts. Whether they are an 11 seed or a 12 seed, I I can't imagine they're going to be a 13 seed. I I guess it always depends on the matchup, and I'm going to really hate it if they if they get pitted against a Creighton or a Xavier because I really do think that's possible. This Oral Roberts team is good. They're super good. I mean, when Connor Vanover can hit, you know, seven foot five center for, for Oral Roberts, but he can knock down threes from outside with relative ease. You got Max Avesmith. They have guys coming off the bench who can play. Wow. Watch out for Oral Roberts. We thought that their run last year was great. It could be even better this year. I mean, I'm not calling them St. Peters because they're better than St. Peters from last year. We're not looking at a 15 seed. but boy. It's gonna be fun. So many more conference tournaments uh, are going on right now. Uh, we picked them. We'll, we'll we'll just see what happens. We'll be here to react to all of it, from Selection Sunday to the bracket to, to filling it out and who's going to be cutting down the nets in Houston at the Final Four. So uh, you can follow me on Twitter at and Facebook Nathan and Travis is on Twitter at Travis Crins, Jeff uh, is on Twitter at Je- I always get this wrong, so I'm not going to get it wrong this time. It is Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, follow Locked On Browns at Locked On Browns. There's great stuff there, especially if you're a Browns fan. Tremendous content from Jeff and Garrett Bush and everyone there at the Locked On uh, Network. So great stuff there. But yeah, follow us all on Twitter and um, yeah, just it, it's such a great time of the year. So for all of us here at the Sports Block Podcast, for Travis and Jeff, I'm Nathan. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your week. Enjoy all the conference tournaments. The Madness is almost here, folks. Can't wait to discuss it all with you. Uh, Have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you next week as we fill out the bracket for March Madness. Have a wonderful week. March is here. The Madness is about to happen.